everyone, welcome to Writing Works Wonders. I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and to know and feel the wonder in writing. Today we welcome Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling authors Pamela Kelly and Melissa McClone. They're going to be telling us about collaboration. They've been collaborating with other authors to create two series with over 50 books. We want to know how they decided to collaborate and what has made this collaboration sustainable to create these two series. Each of the books have been a bestseller. They're doing something right and we want to know the secret. So I turn this over now to my co-host, Kathy King. Hello everyone, welcome today. We're so excited to have you folks with us. And today is an unusual format. We're going to be having two 30 minute portions of our show. The first portion will be the discussion and question and answer with Melissa and Pam. And after we've discovered their secrets of collaboration, we will let them return to their work and we will engage in sharing collaborative tips and tricks with one another. We look forward to our Zoom callers being actively engaged in the entire show. Pam and Melissa, welcome to Writing Works Wonders. Thanks for having us today. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Let's begin at the beginning. I want to break out in song right there, but I'll, I won't do that to you folks. How did the idea of the productive collaboration start? So neither Pam or I were involved with the beginning of Indigo Bay. The two of us came in on the spring 2018 launch. I actually joined the series with the November 2017 launch, and there was an initial launch in May, I guess, of 2017. And it just turned out that Pam was book one and I was book two. We had done a Christmas promo, right, Pam? Was that? Yeah. Yeah. We've done some other things together. Together. So we really had never like talked. We'd met online, but you know, we didn't really know each other. We decided we would kind of work together to make sure our characters, her book went into mine and then mine showed more of her character. We did it through Facebook Messenger, actually. Yeah. And, and it wasn't anything that the other people in the series were involved in. We just decided as books one and two, we wanted to have them linked a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we worked really well together. And I'll let Pam take over what happened with the next series. We have similar stuff and similar heat levels with the kinds of romances that we write. And I had been involved in two other multi-author series. The first one I did with four other authors actually went 60 books. And then we decided to do, what we did was every two weeks, somebody released a novella. We created this world, this ranch, and we had a blast doing it. And we always came about as a conversation at a writing conference. And then after 60 books, we're like, okay, that's a lot of books. We wanted to do a new series. So we did a spinoff of the series. At the time, I was doing some other things too. And so I thought, you know what? What if I invite Melissa to share my family. So Melissa did two books and I did three books and our five books were kind of connected, like the different family members, brothers and sisters. And we kind of work the same way, you know, and and on a bigger scale, like our stuff was a little bit more connected, the rest of the group, but it was all still kind of connected because we had it set in the same place. And there were some similar like towns, people elements that kind of went from book to book. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So it sounds like from what you're describing, you created 
created a way to collaborate based on the style of writing, the style of the way you work, and also the content. You recognize that in each other, and then opportunities arose, you discussed it, and then you developed strategies, maybe that you hadn't heard about, or maybe you just created because of need. Yeah, so what we did was, first one we did was actually massively crazy. We thought we were nuts to do this one. So I also write historical, and there were um, three of us, and it ended up being the three of us that went on and did these other series. But the first one we did, we did 45 authors, 50 books, they released one a day between Thanksgiving <laughs> and New Year's Eve. And it was basically, they were mail order brides, sweet historical romances, each one set in a different state. So oh, wow. we, after we did that, everything else has been a piece of cake. <laughs> we organized a Facebook group. So that's kind of like where we would do our brainstorming and we'd like would post stuff. And it actually, I think the key thing is you have to kind of, kind of know the style of the people that you're working with and like them. Intego Bay was a little less because each launch, it was six authors, then four authors, then six, six, and six. And those authors, though, changed. There were less connected. So that was a little, it was a little harder than when I did the Quinn Valley Ranch, because it was the set authors for all the books. What we learned with the first couple Indigo Bays is we've moved to Trello outside of Facebook. It was easier to keep track. And then we always had to go back to the other launches. And since not all of us had written the books... We needed an easy way to track where all the people were so that we could make it a full series, even though it was different authors. So what is Trello? Trello, it's free and paid. It's a app website, and it just uh, has cards and a way of organizing different stuff. Okay, so it's project management? Yes. Okay, very good. Thank you. So I'm a nuts and bolts person, and I would like to know about what kind of agreements had to be established among the authors and publishers for small groups, large groups to be able to write together. Okay, so you're going to laugh at this. So most people would say not to do it this way, but it worked for us because I think it's key. We were friends. We knew each other. We trusted each other. And we're all nice people. So nobody was out to cause trouble. And the, the way we worked it was every person put up their own book. So they kept their own royalties. So there was really no need to have a contract or an agreement. We publish ourselves. So there's no publisher involved. We self-publish. The only agreement that we did have verbally with the both the Quinn Valley and the Rivers and Ranch was if anything ever happened where there was film interest, and recently there was some film interest on the Rivers and Ranch, probably won't go anywhere. These things rarely do. But, you know, we basically said if, if any of us has film interest, there's no way to separate it out. So anything that happens film-wise just gets split evenly if, if they do like mm -hmm. a of a thing. If they want to just do a film of like a movie of one person's book, that's different. That's their own story. But if they wanted to do like a Virgin River series type of a thing, then it just gets divided up with everybody. And hopefully that's a bridge we need to cross. But Indigo Bay, it was the exact same thing. We all just published on our own. So we did have the same cover designer and so did Quinn Valley Ranch. And I think mm -hmm. the other place, because she did both of the series, Rivers yeah. and Ranch. But that was literally the only thing we did in common. For Indigo Bay, we did have a continuity editor that we paid and she read... She's read every book that came out to make sure there were no issues because, you know, from 2017 to we just closed it out with the release last Christmas. But, you know, there's a lot of stories and a lot of authors mm -hmm. then things get lost. Yeah, we did that with um, Quinn Valley and Rivers and Ranch, too. We had the same person read for continuity. And I'm so bad at that 
that kind of thing that I continue to use her in all my books. And she's like, no, your character already had a girl baby. She's not about to have a boy baby. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> she can't have another first baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I make up names or I color. I'm terrible at that. So she catches me. Um, I will say I'm in an anthology that's coming out this Christmas and we are having it like a one box set through one person. So we did sign a contract for that because the royalties are going to be split. And how we're doing that is having draft to digital, which is a aggregator that'll put the book on different publishers, do all the other publishers except Amazon. And then the person who's ahead of it, we gave her permission to take the money and then she'll disperse it. Yeah. The one time, one or two times I've done multi-author anthologies like that, there have been contracts because that's where it does get a little bit sticky. Well, it protects both sides because they have to take money and then distribute monies and um, taxes. (laughs) Exactly. How do you decide whose name is going on as the book author? Because it seems like there's only one author on each book. Only one author wrote the book. There was no crossover. For Pam and I, I think for our launch, we probably did the most work together because we were exchanging scenes because I had her character living next door to mine. So she would just read what I wrote and we talk about it, but it was my work and hers was hers. And same with Finn Valley Ranch, Um, even though we shared a family branch, we brainstormed some of the stuff, I think, at the beginning, Mm -hmm. right? When we were coming up with who the siblings were and stuff. But What we would try to do is be strategic. Whoever immediately follows each other, like when Mm -hmm. Melissa immediately followed me, that's when I'd say to Melissa... What seed would you like me to plant to get them curious about your book? And then the way we'd work it in our group for the the multi-author one we were in was if somebody wrote a scene that mentioned somebody else's character, they would just copy that page or whatever, post it in the group and be like, this is what I did. Just let me know if this is okay. We wouldn't want to make sure that we were accurate with what we said. But basically what it does is putting these little mentions helps to pull the readers through the rest of the series. And it works really well. We found that more tightly connected the books were, the more invested the readers would be because you could plant a seed. Uh, In fact, somebody just asked me this the other day. I mentioned in one of my books in Quinn Valley that there was a black car seen at a cousin's house. And one of the readers messaged me. She goes, what's the deal with the black car? I'm like, oh, you have to read care. (laughs) I think this is ideal. I love this idea. Reading about what you were all doing, that's how you get the attention of the reader. You get people involved in your series. How many books did you have written before you started the first launch? Like, because it sounds like you were doing one, you said one every day there for a while, or even if you did one a week, did you have several of them all written, ready to go? No. But what we would do is we would have to finish our book one month before our deadline. And that would time because we would always post the link for the book in the group and people didn't read every single book, but they did. No, but it's not saying they could. Yeah. They posted them there. So if you wanted to, you could read right. it, gim it. But having that one month deadline, we released a book every two weeks. And so having it done a month ahead meant that we we never had an issue with people not making their deadline. I don't think maybe once we pushed it out, but it was pretty consistently good. Yeah. And I, that was for Rivers End Ranch and Twin Valley Ranch. Indigo Bay was a little bit different because we did launches. So we had six books in a launch and it was a set period. So we all had to 
turn in our book. It's at least a month, maybe six weeks, because we had to get the continuity reader to do it. But then we released one a week for six weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we'd take a break for six months or a year. And then we'd come up with six more books. So it was a little less with Quinn Valley Ranch. Literally, there was a new book to read every week. But, you know, it was a lot to do. But as she said, Mm -hmm. if we could plant, Pam and I never wrote after each other because it was our family. So we would be every five books or six books, I think. But the people ahead of us and behind us. So it was really fun for me. I didn't know any of the other authors. Pam was so gracious to invite me in, but I got to know them working together and just see how we could link our stories. And plus also, since it was, they were all cousins that are, the, the book is about these cousins and a matchmaking grandmother sort of is the overall arch, but it was great just to see, you know, oh, her book is still a two or three launches away, but mm-hmm. something from her book would fit into my story. So we laid out before we even started, we had a Zoom call. We laid yeah. out all the books. I mean, mm-hmm. we had this document with, was it 25, 27? But it was, you know, what we would do. And it was so neat just to see in some, you know, like I'm a plotter, Pam's more of a pantser. Um, <laughs> But, uh, and, and you could tell the authors that were plotters, Elena Johnson you know, was a plotter, but we had an idea of whose book would be coming next so that we could, we could add stuff to our books ahead of time. Like she said, just to keep the readers loving this, you know, little town in Idaho and this family. Kathy's the plotter. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't like pantser. I like creative. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> And so I met you originally, Melissa was the first one I met on Clubhouse. How long have you been on Clubhouse and how is that helping you? Yeah. So the interesting thing is, is Pamela is the one who invited me to Clubhouse. So it's kind of funny. Here we are together again. I joined Clubhouse maybe February, I think it was, Mm -hmm. it was a while ago and I found it more as a way to network and connect. I guess maybe now that it's opening up to Android and other things, readers will discover it, but I haven't found many readers yet. It's all been authors and I've just learned so much, just kind of industry info that's like right now. Somebody hears something and they'll have a room and market things, uh, the whole Kendall Vela. Yeah. And I mean, everything everybody's learning is right there. There's daily Mm -hmm. chats. I participate once a week now. Um, Margie Lawson is a writing teacher and we're going through one of her packets. So every Friday at noon Pacific time, we meet, we go through the entire lesson and we've already done the homework and stuff, but it's just fun to learn and work with other writers because, you know, it is isolating, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, just writing on your own. And I found the sprints to be helpful too, Mm -hmm. just using the Pomodoro method to get words. Yeah. I found because Melissa was writing the sprints for a while and I had a book that uh, I was having a hard time. Like it's always hard for me the first half of a book comes much more slowly and that's when I found those sprints were a lifesaver for me because they would be 20 minutes and even if I'm so stuck and I don't know what's coming because I'm a pantser and I don't have it all plotted out I could still sit there and I could get a couple hundred words in 20 minutes and then Melissa you did such a wonderful job hosting that group thanks a very gentle motivating check-in five yeah. minutes how'd you do you know and then you go back and do another 20 minutes so that I have really liked those quite a bit another thing I love 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 about Clubhouse is this is probably too early for Melissa because she's on the west coast every morning at eight o'clock eastern time there's a coffee chat and it's through the author conference Clubhouse we have on average 20 to 
35 authors that show up every morning. And it's uh, such a range of authors from total beginners to um, E.L. James comes almost every morning. Who was, who was I in? I think I was in Melissa. Melissa you were and I didn't know in? who she was. And, and, and I just was talking to her like, oh, yeah, so that was so embarrassing. I said, if, if we were all in a room, I said, these girls would have been falling all over themselves. I said it was so, that was oh. great. You know what, though, we're doing that's actually really super cool is the weekend of June 4th. There's three people that run that clubhouse and they're putting together a free author conference on Clubhouse. I'm actually going to be doing with um, Jamie Albright a session on book launching that Friday at 1030 on Clubhouse. So that should be a lot of fun. All weekend that I'm dying to go to, that should be a blast. Oh, I'll have to check in with you and get more information on that. That would be great. That's wonderful. We're all learning so much more from there. I have found it a great way to network. I love the sprint. Do we want to see if our audience has yes. any questions? Yes, let's do that. Um, you um, were saying you find words um, on Panadora? Oh, um, Pomodoro technique. That's when you write for a certain period of time, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. You just heads down, write, and then you take a five minute break and then you go again. And if you Google Pomodoro or tomato timer, there's a funny timer that looks like a tomato online. You can set it up so it automatically does it for you if you wanted to just do it on your own. And Melissa and Pam, could you share your contact information with us before we end this segment of our show? Thank you. I can be found at melissamcclone.com. And if you're interested in the um, Indigo Bay books, you can find all of them at sweetreadbooks.com slash indigo hyphen bay. Yeah, and you can find me at Pamela Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y dot com all my books and if you just go on if you i think it's just on facebook if you rivers and ranch or quinn valley ranch you can find all the books there as well this has been so great i'm looking forward to even learning more from the two of you i love the idea what you've done and love the way they're interacting the books and you say they stand alone but yet you leave us hanging at the end a little bit which is a good thing because then i'm ready to read the next one thank you so much for coming today and being with us. Take Thank it. you for being so generous and sharing your talents and strategies with <laughs> us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank thanks you. For having us. Thank you for joining us today at Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to be with you. Now tap or click on that button that says subscribe so that you will not miss our show. There's also a link right there for you to click or tap on that'll take you directly to our show notes where you'll find everything that we just talked about. You can go to our website at www.writingworkswonders.com and our email is writingworkspodcast.gmail.com. We hope that you feel encouraged and inspired. We want you to feel and know the wonder in writing. Until next time, keep on writing. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.